Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. But for a fortnight after Christmas break, teaching unions and a number of local authorities have been pushing the government to close all schools temporarily. And in... Excuse me. And in... Other, <clears throat> And in other news tonight, uh, the singer Jerry Marsden has died at the age of 78. BBC Five Live. Arteta in his first season becomes the first player to not only captain, but now manage Arsenal to an FA Cup victory. I want to tell you what I talk to the lads about every day. What it means to be part of our family. Are you listening, bro? Yeah, well. A strong family. That's, that's, that's mine. <laughs> First, there is the non-negotiables. Respect. Humility. Belief. And it's okay to get angry. To raise our voices. As long as it comes from the right place. And even though family can hurt us like nobody else, remember, they are the ones Raise us up. When people come to our house, try to divide us because they know our family and what our shirt means. What else for life? What else for life? Let them know we can't be divided. And it will take all of us. Together. Because we know where we belong. So when the challenges come, you will tell them. This is family. This is family. This is family. This is family. This is Arsenal. Hello and welcome back to From Dial Square to Where. I hope you all had a great Christmas break, holiday break, whatever you want to call it. And a very good, happy new year to every one of you that's watching and listening. Got a great panel with me tonight as normal. I'll just go round clockwise as I normally do. First one, Melvin. How are you, Melvin? Yeah, fine, thanks. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. So right, the rest of you haven't got to be mute. Don't worry, you can say good hello to Melvin. Hello, Melvin. <laughs> hello, hello, Melvin. Hello. There we go. There we go. Let's not be so rude. <laughs> and Ryan, how are you, Ryan? Yeah, all things considered. Yeah, happy New Year as well. And yeah, I'm good. Officially, it's going to be the last time I wish anyone a happy New Year because I think it's it's yeah. pushing it's the boundaries. Of being too yeah, last late. date. 
last day now. <laughs> That's I, it. Well, yeah, I, thought, I thought it was like uh, three hours after the new year came in. I know, it normally is. But this is our <laughs> yeah, first yeah, show yeah. back. It's our first show back, so give us all a break. Richard, <laughs> how are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's good to be uh, good to see your channel back up and running again after this little break. Mm. Always nice yes. to, uh, to be on as well. So, yeah, no, fantastic. Right. Happy New Year to everybody. I think I've, I've said Happy New Year to everybody apart from Chappers, I think, so far. He's only um, to you, Rich. So, uh, yeah, I think we're all sorted for that now. Fantastic. Right. Well, you've just done the intro for me. How, and uh, how are you, Chappers? Yeah, man, I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> Not too bad at all. Thank you very much. Not Grand. Okay, and, and look, you know, I'd wish you Happy New Year. But like I say, it's my rule to... Uh, uh, you know, only wish people happy new year. Three years are three hours after it's happened. <laughs> three years after it's happened. <laughs> yeah, so in three years' time, I'll be wishing happy you a happy new year for 2021. All right. <laughs> Am I the only person as well that wants to take down their Christmas decorations on Boxing Day? I always wait till January the 2nd. I think January the 2nd is the time to take them down. I, I, I just want to get them out of the way as soon as Christmas is over, because as far as I'm concerned, Boxing Day is Christmas is finished. Yeah. I'm just obviously that. a bar humbug. I, I think the problem is more when people put them up. People are putting them up in November. Put them up yeah, three days before good. Christmas. Take them down January the 2nd. Job's done. That's it. Well, that's because they're on the shelves in bloody September, isn't it? That's why. <laughs> well, <laughs> October. October, you start seeing Christmas lights outside houses. That's just yeah. ridiculous. So Anyone who does that, literally, they need to they need to have a really good word with themselves, I think. December yeah, the 21st, will. maybe, 22nd, they should go up and come down on January the 2nd, and then that's all you need. You've got a week and a half of it. It's and enough. next it's week on uh, next week's episode of Grumpy Old Man. Obviously, since we were last on, we've had a... Um, a really, really good Christmas, as far as Arsenal are concerned. I'm not going to go through all the matches and all that sort of stuff, but we can have a bit of a, a recap Why? Because about we, we the won form them, the we won them. Why? Why not? <laughs> because everyone else says <laughs> about a million times, Every mate. A million tiny times. little minutiae of the match, please. Even what hair product they use. Come on. <laughs> Jumping at the bit here, man. I mean, oh, you know how, how I've been feeling about all these games, the last three games we've had. Um, because my man Emil Smith Rowe's been in the team, and I was like, "Oh yes, about bloody time and all." I mean, Melbourne. Just a quick recap of the uh, the three games, all, all you know, all rolled into one. Really, I mean, it's been a bit of a breath of fresh air, hasn't it? Yeah, very nice to see the ball moving quickly, moving forward, not sideways and backwards all the time. That shows the boys have got confidence. Whoever's on the pitch, but we have got the boys to do it. You needed a spark from somewhere to get the engine going. And it was the young boys, and hopefully they can carry it on. So, yeah, enjoyable at the moment. Long lay it, uh, carry on. Definitely. And it shows you as well, a lot of the times, that um, it, a lot of the other players we're just condemning all the time as crap and we need to get... Are, are actually fairly decent players, as long as you actually play them in the right positions. Like, a good example, Ryan, is like, mm. what I think, is Sabios, because... I think if you think back at all the good games that Sabios has had, it's when he he's not sort of sitting deep all the time, mm. the whole match. He's more of a the connector between mm. a, cent, a defensive midfielder and, and, and the, the number attack. 10. 
Yeah. Well, if, if he gets the free reign of that and, and so he can be a bit more creative, then you see the best of Bios as well. Hmm. well. I don't know what you think about that. Well, but... yeah, that's the thing. It, it, you can say that's true because when Partey was playing when he first came to us, we, we did see that. Because we, we had someone solid in that position behind him, he had that freedom to run forward and be that connect between the defence and the attack itself mm. and and play his game that we've seen him play before he came to us in the first place two, two summers ago now. Yeah. I mean, people are nitpicking over this, this interview he's had. Like, if he did, like, oh. if he doesn't care about a club, if it's alone, he doesn't what get on his hands... Exactly. Also, that's the thing. He's employed by Real Madrid. No exactly. What he's, he's a Real Madrid player. So, what's, what else is he supposed to say to did, the Spanish press? Exactly. What, <laughs> and also, if he didn't care about what he's, what's going on at Arsenal, he doesn't go on his hands and knees. That's every goal goes in and start celebrating like he wants, like he just won the World Cup or something. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, uh, yeah. There was there was that time where he uh, where he you know where, where he, that very very brief period where he went actually mm. went back to to Spain and he went back to Real Madrid. Well, before we loaned him again, and and he was, you know, he was, uh, and I think it was a charity shield match, wasn't it? Mm. And he was absolutely going wild for us, you know. So yeah. I don't really know where that kind mm. of that shit kind of comes from. Well, you do, don't you? But the criticism—it's ridiculous. He's a Spanish a Spanish radio station interview. He's a Real Madrid contracted player. Uh, what's he supposed to do? What's he supposed to say? No, I'd never want to come back here ever again. Mm. Yeah, it's just an absolute joke. Yeah. Anyway, what's your thoughts, Richard, overall about um, you know our upturn in form and anything else you sort of want to bring up about it, really? Well, I mean, I think I think we all know that the only reason why we've won three matches in a row is because your mate's been playing. Um, I well, think that's the only reason. That's <laughs> thank you very much. And this guy, and this guy, Tierney. Did you see? I was looking for um, I was looking for a player called Builders Bum, but I don't find him. <laughs> no, <laughs> our best player, yeah. This is a very very low sofa. Thank you very much. I hope you didn't see too much of my crack. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that all the other players, you know, Tierney's been playing before, Saka's been playing before. I suppose Martin Illy hasn't, but Smith Rowe's the only one really who's come in who hasn't been playing. And suddenly mm. we're a different team. So it can only be that can only be the reason. So obviously Andrew saw this coming months ago, as he's been telling us. Um, and quite frankly, when Arteta does leave, I think we've got an obvious replacement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said the profit. I was the profit I was calling for it during year. Emery's first season. I mean, he had a couple of sniffs of first team football under Emery. Um yeah, I mean, we can see now what I've been on about. I mean, I remember when I said about he could potentially save us fifty million in in this transfer market. We well, can mm. see what I was on about now, but I just really hope that he can continue his good form and stay injury free because he's only going to get better and better. I mean, consider this is his first proper football in well this year. The well, last year now, obviously. Um, had he started, Andrew, you might you might know this. Had he actually started a Premier League game before no. the Chelsea game? He hadn't, had he, I don't know. No, no. He had. On match of the day, when they were doing the teams, they said... Oh, no, the... he had one. He had one. It was Everton yeah. when, um, when he was first... Uh, when Arteta was first appointed and he was in the oh, stands. Did, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he start that game, though, or did he come on? They started, I think. Oh, 
No, no, yeah, I think he did start. Right. I thought he did start. But they said, the commentator goes, this is his second start since he's been... It's true. Yeah, it is. It right, is Everton. Okay. Everton. It might be the first start this year, of this season, I don't know. I wasn't Probably sure if he started a Premier League game before because, you know, if he hasn't, uh, I mean, even if it was only his second start against Chelsea, then if he's only started in his whole career four Premier League games and he's producing that those performances and having that much influence on the game at 20-year-old, then it asks the question, where's he been? Why haven't they been using him prior to this? I know he's been injured as well, but he's played in the Europa League quite a bit. Why has he not played in the Premier League before? If this is what he can do after three or four games... It's madness, really. But, um, you know, it's great that he's in the team now. Let's hope that he's he's managed properly because he's had injuries. What we don't want to do is burn him out just because of how well he's been playing. Yeah. I think it's important that we don't just keep playing him, keep playing him. It was good that Martinelli got rested because we don't want him to get burnt out just back from an injury. And I think him coming back has made a difference as well. Um, and those are the two players that's not been playing all season. And they suddenly come into the team and we're transformed. And that's the reason. Nothing else. Everybody else is the same. All the other players are the same. They've played all season, played crap most of them, apart from Stacker <laughs> and Tierney. And suddenly you get these two back in the team or these two in the team for the first time, we're transformed. And it's almost unbelievable. I'm telling you now, you will see, you'll only see Smith Rowe getting better and better and better. And when he's yeah. got Thomas Party behind him as well, I mean, even that's going to be even better for him. But he's, I honestly think, from everything that I've watched and seen and of Smith Rose, I, I think he's got the same sort of ceiling as, as Saka. But obviously a different type of player completely. But mm-hmm. I think he could be as good as, as Saka eventually, once he's got all this, uh, you know, a bit more experience under his belt. I think he's fantastic. I mean, the movement, and he never stops running. He's quick. Uh, I mean, he's just extremely intelligent. Um, but why, why then? And I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. So why has Saka played 50, 60 games and Smith Rowe's played less than 10? I know he's been injured. It's mainly because of the injuries, luck? isn't it? Yeah, it's luck, made, yeah. He's, he's just he's been in and out of the side quite quite. Uh, sorry, he's been in in and out like of training, should I say, quite a lot in the sense that you know he's. It's just taken him so long to get back to full fitness because he just keeps picking up a knock here and niggle there and. You know, and, and it is a shame, but um, you know, looking at looking on the bright side, looking forward, hopefully he's a, a re- going to be a real fulcrum for us, uh, you know, creatively in the future, for sure. Let's just hope he's not another Jack Wilshire. All these injuries—that's the only kind of worry yeah. that we might have with him. I mean, now he's got to run in the team. Let's hope that he can push on from there. Bear, bearing in mind, Jack Wilshire had what a, a season and a half, didn't he, when he was 18, 19 in the team playing mm. every week, and then yeah. it all went. Sort of wrong for him. So let's just hope that he isn't going to be an injury hit player. He's going to be able to develop, and like like Andrew said, you know, similar to our Saka has because Saka's been absolutely brilliant, and he's been lucky. He hasn't really had any proper injuries yet, has he? Um, which has been great. So yeah, I, I can see him developing just as quickly once he's playing regularly again because that's what's done with Saka. As Saka was, think you know, played a couple of games and was out, and then he got a run in the team, and suddenly he's blossomed. And I think Smithrow will do the same. If he gets the same opportunity, if we you know if we manage him, if we manage him, right. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. But the I, thing is, though, he, he, people keep saying we can't, we can't overplay, we can't overplay, blah blah blah. And I totally agree, but he is only going to get to bulk up and gain his fitness by playing more football at this time. I, I don't know whether any of you guys are Arsenal Vision podcast. Um, uh, Patreons, but there's a Patreon yeah. podcast, and um, Elliot interviewed uh, the, the one of the analysts from 
Huddersfield Town and talked uh-huh. to him about Emil Smith Rowe. Uh-huh. I mean, he could not have spoken any any higher of no. of him as a player and as a person, his family, everything about the kid is just just makes you so excited. But you know, you've got to try and temper it temper it in a bit more. But the thing yeah. he said at the end was the more imp- most important thing. He's just got to play football. He's got to play as many matches as possible because that's the way he's going to bulk up, yeah. get stronger, um, and. That will help with his injuries. And the good thing is, Richard, though, as well, when you made the comparison with Jack Wilshire, and I've said this before, but his injuries haven't been in the same place all the time. It's not one thing he's having problems with. He's just been extremely unlucky, whereby, I mean, the last one, obviously, was his shoulder. He's had, he's had you know, what, knee and an ankle. And, and, and that's the good thing. That gives you a little bit of comfort because it's not the same thing that keeps going all the time, like Wilshire's ankle. So he just yeah. needs to play as much football as he can. But obviously, I mean, we've got the best doctors in the world. Obviously, we're one of the top clubs in the world. We've, got to, we've just got to manage him properly, like everyone said. But he needs to play as much football as he can, really, now. And he's got plenty of catching up to do with Saka. I agree with what you're saying, about. definitely. I agree with what you're saying, for sure. Sorry, go on, Melvin. Go on. No, that's what right. Just to say, with Wilshire, with his Wilshire comparison, I think there's a slight difference. And an important difference. Wilshire would take the game or the ball to the edge. He'd play mm-hmm. a risk mm-hmm. injury every time he had the ball, yeah. Wilshire. He'd beat a player, go to the yeah. and push the ball a little bit too far, not purposely, but then go in for it, not thinking, hold on, perhaps this is the one, I'll let this one go. He did not want to lose any tackle ever, Wilshire. Good luck to him, but it came against him because you, well, you, you know, and he got one exactly. bad injury and your ankle with the tackles the whole time, any slight injury that went a bit dodgy it's going to play on his ankle again the weak spot he had a weak spot like you say but he didn't help it by taking the game to the edge where i think smith uh, smith smith uh, row actually will move the ball quicker not look to go past three men and release the ball a bit, as i say a bit quicker as well and run on so i, I think it'd be fine yeah, yeah. i think it'd be fine he's also got another um, benefit as well, Smith Rowe, because he's quicker. He's much quicker than Wilshire was, and um, Wilshire had a a lot of his his problems with his uh, ankles were down to. And this is what I've heard from. I think it was it, um, our old uh, physio that's gone back to what's his name, Gary Driscoll, and he said he's got a, a fun. Uh, not an, he's got an unusual running sort of gait where his legs are slightly not bandy, but uh, uh, unusual, and, and it put extra stress on his on his uh, ankles. I don't know if you've heard heard that, but he, yeah, I heard the something about he runs... that. I can't remember the, the footballer. They they said he's similar to another footballer. I can't think of the other footballer you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it, it he's got the, the, the way his foot plants on the floor uh, put extra stress on on his ankles and joints. So that's uh, another problem for Wilshire. But uh, like I say, um, I think he's got more speed to get out of trouble as well, um, Smithrow. I was going to say but the also, same thing. Actually, we did right? overplay Wilshire, didn't we? Let's face it. But 16 or oh, whatever, it's 17. Yeah. We so outplayed. First season. Oh, first season, he played over 50 man. games, didn't he? Yeah. More than Barcelona. Yeah. Cool. Hello, cool. Chappers. It's <laughs> <laughs> not going well, mate. Every time I, my knees hit That's the right. desk, I have a collapse. Um, anyway, 
Let's right. have your thoughts, chappers, um, just to sort of uh, round up the the Christmas uh, games that we've uh, had. If you've got anything sort of more you want to add, really. Um, well, I, I just one thing, I guess, um, is that just the just the malaise that we were in. Um, like a statement had to be made somewhere along the line, didn't it? And and um, and Arteta went, well, okay, so I've got these young players available to me. They seem to be the hungry ones. They seem to be the ones um, that that want that want it the most. Um, and so he picked, you know, a relatively young team. Uh, okay, so actually, it was somewhat his hand was somewhat forced a little bit by the fact that uh, there were COVID issues and and injury issues and all that sort of stuff. But um, they absolutely pulled it out of the bag for, for for him and for the team. And actually, you know, they've made a, a massive, massive statement now, and they've set the bar for for the rest of the uh, the um, uh, shall we call them? What should we call them? The senior players. Well, I was going to call them something uh, a little bit more derogatory than that. But uh, yeah, players. I'll, I'll that. <laughs> the shit players. That's what you mean, chap. Was the, the shit uh, players? They always say the ones with the less than exemplary attitude towards <laughs> playing, and um, they and they they you know they've really taken it to them and gone well. Okay, you know this is what this is what's happening now. This is what we've got going on. Uh, Saka's said to said to Pepe. Okay. Uh, I think that right spot's mine now, you know. Um, and the players like Pepe and um, also like Louise as well, because Holdings had a, a really good run in the team. Um, play, yeah, a lot of players now really have to play for that. Willian as well, obviously, have to play for their places and they have to really show that they're hungry for it. And I think that that is absolutely what's been lacking, certainly in the last 10 games. Um, okay, we've been a bit unlucky in in places, but I, I, I I'm absolutely all all for it. I'm here for it, as they say. Uh, just Definitely, basically yeah. having the team picked on merit and setting the bar mm. really high. So yeah, long may that continue. That's what I say. Definitely, yeah. I think um, really good point about bringing up Holding. I think he's been a bit of an unsung hero the last yeah. uh, few games as well. And totally. a chat. Definite shout out to Pablo Mari as well. I think he was. Yeah. Uh, he's considering what people haven't um, taken into account when sort of summarising him. He's hardly played a, a single match all all year, twenty twenty. If you think about it. Yeah. I mean, how many games did he play for us before he got injured? I mean, one and a half. Four or five. Uh, no, it's about four games, wasn't it? Was it one hardly game. any though. Hardly <laughs> any game, in a cold though. calendar year. Listen, I've got something to say about the centre-halves. Yes, I think Mari's done all right considering he's hardly kicked the ball. I think Holding stepped up, but and there is a very big but. In those three games we played, we didn't play against one centre-forward. We played against some very quick ones in Chelsea, though. Um, yeah, centre-forward. centre-forward. I, I know, but they dealt really well. Would you not say that Abraham was a centre-forward? Yeah, but he scored. <laughs> well, yeah, fair. <laughs> but they've, I but, think they've done really but, well, to be fair. For the first 80 minutes, they didn't get looking, did they? In my opinion. No. I think I'm as well, I mean, like, Mo played for Brighton. He's had a good record against us, and I know he didn't play the whole game, but Mari kept him pretty quiet. Yeah. 
Not for long. How long is he on the pitch for? For three games, I think he's done really well, Mario. Yeah, it was half a game, half a game or something. Yeah, he's clearly not match fit yet. I mean, you can't be after three games, can you? I mean, seriously, you can't. It's not possible. So, only needed one game, didn't he? For God's sake. Are you going to be like this all night, Ramel? <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously. Trying to antagonise me. In the cup final. He was outstanding in the cup final. He hadn't kicked the ball in a year. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm <laughs> but he's, he's 19, mate. He's 19 and he hasn't had a serious injury, has he? No. Fair play. All right, then. <laughs> um, one guy we have to mention as well is the guy I've got on the back of my shirt, Kieran Tierney. He's what I mean. He is literally, he's literally sort of. He almost like felt like he's dragged all the rest of the team with him. Like mm. I, I love his after you know post match comments as well. His interviews and he's just. He, I just wish you could have a whole team of Kieran Tierney's, don't you? Really, I mean, it'd just oh, be yeah. amazing. What an attitude he's got, and. He'll catch his cold was... though, going out in his t-shirt in the snow. Oh, cold. I don't think it's worth it. guys made it like granite. That's a summer to him. I don't know. I think he's, I think that's I think that's a dangerous game he's playing now. I think it is in the current climate. Going out in the snow. What did your mum always say to you when you was a kid? Don't go outside in the snow without a coat on. Unless you're a tyranny. <laughs> they call you a pussy if you if you if you wear a coat in Scotland. <laughs> That's his said, yeah, that, when, that, when he walked out in the West Brom game, he goes, "Call this snow." No, he's not always all right. Though. Yeah, so remember the old um, crocodile Dundee? And he said, "That's oh, not right, a knife. Yeah. This is a knife." <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> it'd be coming out with like you know, that's not fucked. That's all snow. This is snow. He's like up to his. They like, call that snow. <laughs> <laughs> But I absolutely yeah, love it. Can't... Sorry, sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get. Let's get to move on to the transfers, and uh, obviously, there's only one name on people's lips, um, but unfortunately, that name is, is banned. That? So, oh, that yeah, guy today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, can we call him uh, Brian? Okay. <laughs> so you know who yeah. I'm on about. Melvin? The snail in the red roundabout. No. I don't want to use that guy's <laughs> name, so we'll call him Brian. Okay, Mr. now there's apparently... Mr. Osborne. Mr. Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brian, no, Brian Osborne. I, I, I prefer Brian. But he's been linked to, um, you know, a couple of clubs, and there's been an interview oh, I think I know. Yeah, by James Ollie. Yeah, been an interview by James yeah. Ollie with his... With his um, uh, representative, shall we say? Um, it, it seems fairly promising that he, he Brian could leave this month, which would be a what a what a bonus that would be. Um, it would make such a difference to the squad, I think. And it, just to finally get rid of all that negativity, it bookends all it, the constant it? questions: whether he should be in the team, whether he should be out of the team. Whether I can't wait to be perfectly honest. Um, I mean, what's your thoughts about it, Melvin? I can I'm pretty much guess, I, I, you know, what you're going to say, but... Well, if he goes... Do you want Brian to leave goes, this month? If he goes this month, I'll be happy because it'll take the smell away from the club. It's a horrible mm. smell at the moment. 
mm-hmm. and that will brighten everything up. So, yes, I mean, yeah. I don't think he's going to play for us, whether he stays or not, to so just get rid. You know, get rid. Thank yeah. you very much. And uh, good luck with your new team, whoever that may be. Mm. See, I, Ryan, I mean, I I can't put all the blame onto him. And I can't say I'm one of these people that absolutely hate the, the bloke either. But no, we need him. to get rid of him, don't we? Mm. We need to get rid of him. And, because we, we this, all this mess is of <laughs> Arsenal's... You know, we've done it ourselves, haven't we, as a club? And... Um, I don't know. He's not brought. Um, he's done a lot of bad things himself. You know, by bringing the club, you know, the name that, of the yeah. club down. But I mean, what's your thoughts about it overall, really? And do you think well, it's uh, realistic that we might uh, be able to get rid of Brian this month? Possibly, but from what we're hearing, it's a very high chance than what we. Because be honest, a few weeks ago we wouldn't thought we just thought he's going to see out his contract and write it down so he could get a sign-on bonus. But it does look like. Now he's got his he got his bonus last summer. He's winning to go. Thank God, because him and his PR team are poison to this club. Whilst he's still at this club, he is at, him and that PR team are absolute poison. No matter what happens, he has to have a say in it. Mm. It's always oh, what's the going to tell going to sort of thing? Oh, you know what? Whilst I'm still at this club, I will pay his wages. That, that, was, uh, that annoyed that, me. Really did. And then. Back in the summer, that interview back in the summer when he was like, I'll decide when I leave, and things like the Affleck and David uh, Orstein and all that. It was like, he actually believes he's bigger than the, he's bigger than what the club is. That well, he's got more. How many followers he's got? Do you know how many followers he's got on Twitter? How, how many of them? He's, he's got 25 million. He's not bigger than the club, right? Now, let's get that no. straight. He's got 25 million followers on Twitter. Mm. Arsenal mm. have got 16 million followers on Twitter. <laughs> that is weird, yeah. you know, that is like wow. Oh, yeah. So that's he, probably why he thinks he's bigger than the club and his entourage are telling him that, aren't they? You're wonderful. The, but he brought the followers, he didn't, he didn't he didn't earn them, he bought them. <laughs> yeah, but I mean let's face it, a lot of Arsenal fans obviously are not on Twitter. There's probably a minuscule percentage of the Arsenal fans that are actually on Twitter, so I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't uh, Take any of those sort of figures to to heart, really. But let's let's just hope all the Nick, these people on Twitter that I'm not going to call them Arsenal fans because they ain't. But if you say anything bad against uh, Brian, they'll just slag <laughs> you off really badly. You know uh, nothing about accuse football. Accuse you of racism <laughs> and uh, home of you know whatever. They accuse you of. Well, racism, I, well did you see my? Go with him. I hope they leave and follow Brian to his next club, to be perfectly honest. Did you see my... um, Did you read anything I put on there today about Brian with somebody? No. Quite well known. Oh, yeah, yeah. a bit of two and a throw. Yeah, I saw that, Melvin, yeah. I've I've been following that quite closely. Oh, I thought I was being being called a racist at one stage, but he came back on that. So, actually, I asked him the question straight out. Hmm. He says, yeah. no, 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 I, was, I was following that when you mentioned it earlier, so I had a, I had a little follow of all of that because I found it quite interesting. Um, but yeah, that th- this is one of the problems, isn't it? I think what's happened is, um, if we're just talking football, then it's a completely different conversation. So if you start talking about the whole circus around exactly. Ryan, right? And to me, mm. if we just talk football, I think all of us would probably be in agreement that, um, he could still probably do a job in the team if it was just football only. But with all the other stuff that goes on, you can't have a conversation, as we've said, with anybody about him without there being without it going off on some sort of 
um, tangent yeah. really because of everything else and that's the only reason I mean me personally I've always I always really admire, admire him not only for his, his ability but also for his human rights stance and you know oh, the big things he's done in the world uh, you know he's tried to use his his celebrity status and his money and his fame for good use out off the pitch and I think that's commendable and the fact that he's mm. played for our club for this amount of time as well is actually a commendable thing for us, that we should really be able to appreciate that. It's just, unfortunately, over the last year or so in particular, with all the other stuff that's gone on, it's got to the point where it's untenable and he has to go. And I think that's, you know, it's a shame. I first personally think it's a shame because he could, I think, he would walk into most other Premier League teams and play every week. Most other Premier League teams. There's only maybe one or two that he maybe wouldn't do. And to me, yeah. we, we're, we're struggling. We're like mid-table. We're a mid-table team. If Honestly, if he can't get into our team, then there's a problem. Because he'd walk into any other Premier League team apart from maybe two or three at the top, and that's it. So there's you an issue. Nail on the head. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, Rich. I mean, that's that's the thing. You can't talk about football when it comes to Brian anymore. That, that is the, that's the last type of conversation you will have about mm. Brian. It's not about football. No, and it's everything else, and yeah. that's that no, is the problem. I, I agree. I, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. You know. There's no way that he's not good enough to play for a, a Premier League team. It, it's just ridiculous. Um, but there you go. I I'm, mean, sad. Uh, last... I'm, I'm quite sad about how all this is ending, actually. I am. I am. Yeah. Really, really bad. It, should have been, it should have been sorted out last summer, if I'm honest, before it got to this stage. And it wasn't. And I, I just feel a bit sad for him. I feel sad for the club. I feel sad for everyone who's involved in it, to be honest, because it's a mess. And it need to be it didn't need to be like this and unfortunately this situation that we're in and it does need a, a line drawn under it it needs everybody needs to move on um but all i'll say is you know I, I think we've all been left with some great memories of on of him on the pit and and that's you know like like a lot of great players that play for the club and moved on and gone elsewhere you, you're left with those memories and that they'll they'll remain and it hopefully in time everybody can forget all the other stuff and actually just appreciate the fact that for five or six years we had one of the best players in his position in the world playing for arsenal representing us on the pitch and and giving us some great memories and some great moments and some trophies as well that he contributed to so and that's how yeah. i think we need to remember him i think i mentioned i think it was on your show rich um when I was in, you know, during lockdown and, and throughout the sort of the last few months, I uh, I was listening back to old uh, episodes of like the Tuesday Club and stuff, the podcast from year, from quite a few years ago, and um, I listened to all the the shows uh, when we signed Mr. Ozil and all the excitement, mm. and everyone couldn't couldn't stop talking about him, and then I listened to quite a few episodes after the signing about how just everyone was just blown away by how good he was on the pitch. And yeah, all the, the you know, it's so lovely to hear <laughs> just talking about Brian's football, you know, and how good he was at football. <laughs> you know, good old and, Brian. Uh, I know. Brian's and it was lovely football. though. And it, it really brought it all back about how exciting it was when we signed him and mm. how good he was on the pitch oh. at that point. That, that, little, that, little interview, that Wenger interview I, was something else. I feel really it? sad. I do mm. feel sad about the way it's ending. I can't I can't help that. Get out the highlights from 2015-2016 season. Look at the highlights of that season Ooh. and you'll see one of the greatest players ever to play for Arsenal playing in that team in that season. And unfortunately, I, that's all we've forgotten about and it's a shame. 
I was minded yeah. of my favourite Brian goal uh, just uh, today on Twitter. I think it was against Olympiakos, where he, uh, he he makes the run. He's the last man. Uh, there's a, a nice sort of long ball over the top, and he just does this beautiful little dink just over the keeper, then takes it past one, then takes shimmies and takes it past mm. another and just whacks it off. Luda Luda that's right. Not, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And also, I also had to remark to myself, that's a lovely, lovely kit that Arsenal were wearing that, that particular day. I, it I, was. I, it mm. was a, one of my favourite. Yeah. yeah. Might have to yeah. sit and get my hands on that one. Yeah. 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 That's a nice but kit. what a goal. What a goal. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, honestly, oh, okay. at his best, like Richard said, he, he was just breathtaking, wasn't he? Mm. And We didn't see enough of it, unfortunately, during his whole time here, but we had him for a, that period of time. And when we, you know what? When we bought him, he, he doesn't, you don't think about it very often. We bought him from Real Madrid when he was only 24. Yeah. 24 year old. It was absolutely just, it should, we should have had all of his prime years. And thirty-two million, which is in, in these in these yeah. days, it's chump change. Actually, that's such a bargain. Absolutely, <laughs> twenty-four yeah. is nothing. I mean, that's we pre-prime, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's such a shame the way it's worked out, and the fact that we've lost yeah. two of his best years. I hardly seeing him at all. Yeah, I remember watching. Sorry, Melvin. Oh, sorry, I, I remember Brian when he played for Germany. He hadn't yet gone to Real Madrid, mm. and we were in the mix mm. for him even then. Look, God, yeah. what a player this guy is! I wonder mm. if we could get. Exactly. Him. Really, wish we could get him, and it never happened. Obviously, Real Madrid come knocking. Uh, there we go. But to get him just a few years later, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. I know, and that 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 memory and and you know and what you've just said melvin that is what really makes me sad about the whole situation and i always have been sad about the whole situation he's not helped himself but arsenal haven't helped themselves either yeah. uh in lots of cases and it's just a case of being in the middle of it's like it's like arsenal fans or the children are in um and your mum and dad the club <laughs> and brian are just are going through really bad times and they're arguing non-stop and then you're going through a divorce and you've got to stand there in the middle of it both, you know, just like, that's how you feel sometimes. With the Don't worry, the it's club. not your fault though. It's not your fault. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Right. I just want to I, go and live I, with my I, auntie. I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got a hot take actually. I've got a hot take. I, you know, it's not going to happen, but it is, it is definitely hot take territory. So, Jose Mourinho, right? <laughs> is he spiteful enough? Because obviously he worked with Mazza at Real Madrid, didn't he? Brian. With, sorry, with Brian at, at, at um, Real Madrid. Um, so is Jose spiteful enough to tap Brian on the shoulder and say, Brian, <laughs> why don't you come over here? <laughs> why don't you come and play for wages. Well, you Then he can on the bench with uh, Bow, can't he? Mm. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what did you say? I mean, he can warm the bench with Gareth Bale. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, there's no way they could afford Brian and Bale. Well, quite. Um, but you know, you never know. It might, it might, it might make them go bust. So that's Strange not a bad idea. Actually. 
Mm. You might send them yeah. over the edge, and then they have to sell their players. They'll have to, you know, they'll have to sell their ground. They'll be playing at Barnet or something like that with with no players. <laughs> they'll get relegated down to League Two. It'd be Boreham quite good. Wood. Boreham Wood. Well, no, we, with Boreham Wood's ours, they can have Barnet. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be adverse to that. No, I wouldn't be averse uh, to that either. I could live with that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's, the, I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's the way forward. All those in favour, raise your hands. Yeah, I'm in favour, yeah. I'm in favour. That's the past. past Glad right. we got that one sorted, boys. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm just going to quickly say hello to Mark in the uh, in the chat as well. Thanks ever so much, Mark. And he's how do I get the, How do I get the chat? Oh, no, so I can get the chat up. I can do it. Uh, I can't see any Mark of you lot, but said, I can get the chat. Hopefully, Brian will be gone the, this window and take Louise, Willian, Xhaka and Bellerin with him. Um, I'm not sure about Bellerin. I think he's getting No, a man. Of, I'm really quite happy with Bellerin at the moment, Yeah, uh, if I'm honest. We're not going to I, I know that. He, I know that before I get my, someone jumps down my throat, that he's not the best defender. Well, everyone knows that. However, I don't think full-backs are nowadays. I think... You know, uh, but I think he's doing us a good job at the moment. I don't think he's the top of our list of priorities. Um, uh, what's he put? I've got the glasses on. Brian's married, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's got a baby yeah. He's got a baby well, as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, told, baby, yeah. I'm told she's going to make a film. They're going to call it The Wife what, of Brian. Life of Brian. Life of He's not the Matsuno, he's a very naughty boy. <laughs> very naughty footballer. <laughs> but he does a lot for charity, mate. Um, put things into perspective, Ronaldo had 250 million followers on Instagram. So, yeah, it's, uh, it does put things into perspective. Um, and put, uh, everything comes to an end, which is true. Hmm. Um, I'm going to move on to... Some more of the sort of the incoming potential, and I, I don't know what your thoughts are really on this, but I, I can't help but think that to go for someone like Buendia this summer, oh, sorry, beg pardon, this winter mm-hmm. is accepting second best. I, I, I'm not saying that he's not a good player because he is, but I I don't know whether we are going for him just because he's a more of a realistic target rather than pursuing someone and I'm not so I don't know who because it's not my job to know who No mate I'm no not, no no let me stop you I don't you, then. know whether we do we accepting second best No hmm. no no let me stop you there When Wendy was Norwich's standout performer um in the Premier League okay without doubt um he's their standout performer in the championship as well Okay, he is exactly what we need as far positionally wise, and he—I I mean, you know—I fully accept that it's a, it is a very Arsenal deal to do, but I would also wager that um, were Wenger still in charge, that would be exactly the type of deal that he would be chasing. And mm. I don't think uh, so. You don't think he so? Would go abroad. He, would, he wouldn't buy from. Well, okay. I, I mean, give me one example Rob, of a, a similar Rob, Rob Holding, purchase. He Rob made. Holding. Rob Holding. That oh, is my that, my example. It's not similar though. He's, he, you know, well, that's oh, a central okay, defender. But 
it, yes, he is a central defender. But what I, I suppose what I'm trying to say is the two million is that we we have not got yes we have not got a lot of money and we we've need, been quoted forty for for Brendia. That's that's not realistic. I don't think that there'll be that much. Mm. I but think they will be, get a hundred if they get promoted. I think and he's their best player. I, I true. I think though that there'll be a sweetener the other way. I don't think that. Um, I think that perhaps Willock or Nelson will go, but I think it will probably be a loan. It will be likely to be Willock, I'd imagine, but maybe Nelson, who knows. Um, but I don't think we'll end up paying £40 million. no. If if it, in wants, the summer, if the he was available go, for £12 million. I would have gone play- for that, no problem yeah. at all, because you can't lose. Yeah. But they, they don't have to sell, they don't need but the money. But who else are we going to go for? Who else are we going to go for? Twenty-two and a half million. You could get. Um, oh, don't say Julian Brunt. Yeah. What? But he's not the same type of player. Hang on. Hang Twenty-two and a half million euros. He's, hang on. He's German. His name's Julian. What could go wrong? <laughs> Arsenal are interested. What could go wrong? I mean, Twenty-two and a half million euros. <laughs> you can't lose with a Julian Brandt. Well, you, you'll get your money back. You, I've not. I've never seen Julian Brandt play a single game of football in my life. I've well, seen Emmy Buendia play several games of football and light up the pitch. And if he can, if he can take anywhere near what he does for Norwich into our midfield, uh, alongside the likes of Party in the midfield, then I, I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. I think that. Um... If we could have got him in the summer for twelve million, hundred percent. We could have got Eze uh, for twelve million in the summer. I would, I would prefer him than Buendia. Right. Would I you really? If, if, oh, I, yes. I, I rated Buendia when he came up. When, when he, I, I like him. I pl- don't he's get me brilliant. wrong, though, Chappers. He's I like Buendia, but yeah. I don't think he's going to be the type of player that we need to take us to the next level. To get us and establish us in the top four. Do you think Liverpool said that when they so were This is my other point. This, is, this yeah. is my other point I was going to make, okay? You may, you may say that, okay? But Buendia is exactly the sort of player that we could have in our squad, okay, that would not necessarily uh, take all the minutes away from Emile Smith Rowe. So That's the, what I like. the two of those the two of those guys are essentially sharing that position or competing for that position, and the best one gets to play. Like, or I, they I like that play. aspect. What? Yeah. What's what? You know, uh, what's to? It's a, like I say, it's a no-brainer. What's what's what is there to lose? Because it's because they we're not going to get him cheap. We are going to have to pay somewhere in the region of forty million quid. I don't reckon and we're going to pay that much. But, we, yeah, I reckon Richard, what you said. I reckon we'll pay twenty-five. No, I don't think so. Why would you sell right. him for twenty five million if you're if you're Norwich? If he wants well, to leave, if the player wants to go, um, then it's, it it's, it's under contract difficult not to, to sell, isn't it? But if the player no, wants is, is it could, back by yeah, yeah. something about yeah. something say somebody say something about Delia Smith there. Oh, yeah, but she's not the one that puts the money in. She's a record. She's not necessarily going to put the money in, is she? Who have, have they got a big foreign or whatever? Stuart Webber. Stuart Webber is their director of football, hmm. technical director, whatever. 
I absolutely rate him so highly. I mean, they've they've, they've done some brilliant business, Norwich. Brilliant business, and yeah. they are no under no need to sell. Hmm. Now, if he starts kicking up a fuss, fine, no problem. That's, but that's they're all. not still not going to sell him cheap because they, if if hmm. he's their best player at the moment, and they are top of the championship, almost not guaranteed any million years, hmm. but. They've got a very, very good chance of getting promoted, which they'll mm. get another 100 million quid. So why it'd be like us selling Van Persie for 22 million quid to Man United and giving them the title? I mean, mm. we wouldn't be stupid enough to do that. Oh, actually, sorry. But no, I mean, why, why, why would they sell him cheap to us? Well, it depends I'm not saying risk, that we not going up. I'm not saying we, they, that they'd get him cheap, but I'm saying that they would get a substantial amount of money to be able to invest uh, wisely mm. in a player that's going to help them go up. I think, no. uh, plus also, no. if you add to the fact that we're going to be loaning one of our players or, or even selling one of our, you know, part exchanging one of our players, then they are going to have still have that quality in their squad. Mm. Yeah, so this is the, the, the problem I've got, really. I think we've got it all down and peeling away all the layers of the onion, getting to the middle part. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the money part. Because what you said, Richard, is exactly right. Did you think Liverpool said that when they bought one album? But they got one album, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, about eight million quid they paid for one album. And that that's the difference. Uh, eight million quid. No, I mean, God, you know, no issue. Um, Robertson never I cost too much think... more than that, did he? Robertson was about eight million money. Yeah, yeah, about four or five something. Like, yeah, it was around that. I'm sure. I'm sure that one album was about the same. Yeah, because they've both yeah. been relegated just that season with yeah. Hull and Newcastle respectively. But also, it depends see, on how much of a kickoff he has in wanting to force the move. And then thinking, would, no would, would it affect them promote, their promotion things and this, that, and the other? Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. I've got no issue with buying a player from a championship club, even a League One club. I don't care, as long as they're the right person. Mm. And, and the fact that they've been relegated, no issue at all. But the problem I've got, like I said, is spending that much money on someone. If, if, if I don't think we're going to get him cheap. And, and if if we're going to spend £40 million on him, I mean, we've got Thomas Partey Which I don't think we will. for crying out loud. Mm. <laughs> So, I don't think we'll spend you know what I mean? million. I'd I rather don't. spend the money on someone just to the next level, you know. And that's, I think that's why we're offering a player exchange as well, part of the yeah. deal. Yeah. Either Will or Corbin Nelson, but to lower the price, I think that's their idea. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And, and well, you know, I, I wouldn't have a problem with Willock going if we got Buendia in, well, in exchange. Well, well, I mean, what, what what you've got to remember, Andrew, is right. You know how how good uh, Buendia can be in a better team with better players and better coaching is an unknown at this moment in time. But we've spent forty million or around about that figure buying players from foreign countries in foreign leagues that don't mm. know the English game that sometimes have taken eighteen months to settle in, and mm. they've not worked out. We've got a player who knows the Premier League, he knows the English game. He's he's been successful to, to, to a degree with a club that he's at. He's, you know, like um, Chapa said, he's their best player and he's been their best player since he's been there. He's only 24 years old. We've got, a bit like you said with, with Brian earlier on, we've got the 
best years to, to come from him. And yes, we might have to pay 40 million or 35 million, but we, we paid similar price for players who haven't had any experience in the Premier League and have flopped. Now, yes, I'm not mm. saying he's going to necessarily guarantee to be a success, but there's a lot more chance of him being a success than paying 40 million for a player from France or from Spain or from somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, yeah. mm. there's more chance of him being a success in the Premier League than there is of pretty much anybody from outside the Premier League coming in of a similar kind of, mm. uh, that's going to cost us a similar amount of money. And I think it's a no-brainer to try to get him. Mm. Uh, personally, I, I would like I would like the, the dude from Brighton, Basuma, because I think that yeah. their party would be a great midfield partnership. Get Buendia in as well to play, as, as Chapman said, as an option with Smith-Rowe, either together or one or the other in certain games, rotate him and stuff. And I think that you can't have too many decent players in your squad. And he is better than what we've got in that position, apart from Smith-Rowe, but Smith-Rowe's not played many games. So you, you can't imagine that against it. And I think it's if we can get him... If it means playing forty million for him, or maybe a bit cheaper, get rid of a couple of players, Willock or, or whoever it might be, you are not playing very regular. To me, let's do it because I think he's more. There's more chance of him hitting the ground running with us and being able to make an impact this season now, yeah. and obviously in the future. Then it would be if we took a risk on somebody from um, a different league in a different country who doesn't speak the language or might take ages to adapt. So I, I think it's a player that we, we should look more at players playing in England. Liverpool have done it well. They've bought well from English clubs and it's been successful for them. And I think that's that's the model that we should be following as opposed to the, the, what we've done in the past. You know, like you said with Wenger, Wenger would have gone out and bought a player from France, an 18-year-old player from France for £2 million that never plays because he won't be good enough. And now we want to we want to be following more. I, I think Liverpool's um, Liverpool's model and looking at players who are playing in England for maybe smaller clubs that are doing well. And yeah, if if we bought ten of them, maybe six of them might not work out. But the four that do, if they end up to be the same impact as Wijnaldum had at Liverpool and, and Henderson had at Liverpool and Van Dijk had at Liverpool, then we won't have done too bad, will we? And if it means some of the others we end up getting rid of, I look at the players we've got now that we paid a lot of money for, haven't worked out, and we can't get rid of them. We we yeah. might as well take take a chance on some players that play that, that play in English in the English game already, and are used to the, the the pressure that there is, and are used to the league, are used to everything about playing in England, and maybe speak the language. I don't know if Wendy speaks that good English. He's Argentinian. But we've got a few South Americans in our squad. You can help him anyway. So if he'd be able to fit in quite quickly, I think as well. I think it makes perfect sense. And, you know, if it means paying 40 million for him and, and not sending them any players, you know, I think if we've got the money to do it, we should do it. Um, and if we haven't, then try and get a deal done. Try and give them some players that we've got. We've got a lot of excess players in our squad that ain't no use to us and let it, let knowledge have them. Cool. Sold to the man in the bottom right-hand corner. No, I think <laughs> you've convinced me. I think it's, I think you're right. And I, I, I just, can you take your batteries out for a minute now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, um, I'm joking. No, you have everything you... I agree with everything you, you, you've said. And, um, yeah, I think, you, I think you're right. I can't argue with any of that, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Ryan, what what are your thoughts about the Eddie Nketiah um, rumours? Uh, do you think it's a bit mm. light 15 to 20? Or considering you have to go by Rianne Brewster... As a mm. as a, the nearest type of comparison, and obviously bearing in mind he hadn't made mm. the first team appearance for Liverpool. That's the. F- uh, on do that you think side. that's a bit light? I mean, I'm not I'm not too concerned yeah. about selling him, but I mean, one yeah, actually well, that's one other point to it. On the proviso that we keep Balogun because I don't want to mm. lose him and Nketiah. I don't think it'd be wise. 
So, no, what's your thoughts about that situation? Well, in terms of the price, uh, yeah, it doesn't make yeah because obviously with Brewster, but the most recent going from Liverpool to Sheffield United, twenty was it twenty four, twenty five million he went for, and he did, as you said, didn't play, and a half, I think. Yeah, didn't, and he hadn't played a single Premier League game. And if we've got formal doing this as well, what was it thirty mil for another player went to uh, Bournemouth a year or so ago? Mm. Um, so yeah, technically he's played a lot. He's, he's, he has played games with Premier League. He has scored goals in the Premier League as well. He's going to another Premier League cup. So technically, we should be getting at least all-time record goal scorer for England under twenty ones. Is that as well in the last last few months as well? He's done that. So really, we should be getting a lot. We should be looking at around 40, at 35, 40 at least, just based I mean, on the fact. Just based on the fact that he's yeah. played games and just he's a proven goal scorer in the Premier League. And as you said, at the M twenty one level, he has broken the record that was long standing from one of England's. With all due respect, even they play for that lot down the road, an England top uh, great goal scorer for, at that level. Um, I don't know about you know thirty five, forty, but. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I'd I mean, say the reason I, the reason 25 I say that, and the, above, maybe, at least. But. Yeah, the reason, the reason I say, I'm saying 35, 30 to 40, 35 to 40 is because he's actually, unlike the players that Liverpool have sold for 4 30, 30 odd mil or 24 mil, he's actually played games. They're, they're sending strikers that haven't played a game for them for 30 odd mil. So I'm taking that, I take that into the mm. equation as well. So really, we should be getting a bit more than what they're getting. Um, in ter- and as you said, in terms of actually allowing him to go, so like I said in the group chat yesterday, when I think someone mentioned it in the, in the, in the early morning, I said, as long as we, if that means we can keep Badigan, it, it doesn't mean we lose both, then I, I, get, I can get on board with it. If we lose both, there's, what was the point? Because if anything, I this is... I, I think if, we, if we're going to get rid of Balogun, we'll keep Inketi. And if we're going to get rid of Inketi, we'll keep Balogun. I don't think... That's, that's we'll the hope, so, yeah. Obviously, yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the hope. Because obviously, it makes no sense otherwise, yeah. That's what it kind of boils down to, isn't it? Is it in, mm. Inketi or Balogun, really? Mm. Yeah. Uh, same same I mean, agent, isn't it? Same agent yeah. for both. Oh, really? Yeah. The thing is, letting Eddie go, you, for that to happen, you've got to be 100% sure you've convinced Balogun to sign that new contract. Exactly. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'd have to do that first, wouldn't you? I think if we're yeah, exactly. going to get yeah. rid of Inketia, you've got to get Balogun's contract signed first. Otherwise, we're going to risk losing both of them, 100%. and we've got yeah, very little cover so. in the centre forward position as it is. And then we're going to have to go mm. and buy somebody Something else. Somewhere. Yeah, and I, I think I that we need to keep one of them definitely. And I, I, I think Balogun in order to, I think in order to to, to keep Balogun, they're probably going to have to make him some sort of promises <laughs> mm. <laughs> and say, "Well, actually, you know, uh, we're going to get rid of Eddie, but um." Yeah, I, I, I personally have a lot of, yeah, I, you, as as you may have heard one or two times, I have a lot of, a lot of time for Eddie and Ketty. I love him. I think he's great, and I think that you know every time he plays, um, he he tends to learn something new. But um, uh, I, I, it, it's it it pains me to say it, but I think if we can get that sort of money, fifteen or twenty million, that's being quoted. Um, I do think that Balogun probably has a higher ceiling, and if he can develop anyway in um, in any way like Inketia has, then it would be a, you know a seriously wise move to make. And mm. unfortunately, there's no real time for sentiment in the transfer window, especially when you're a club that's mm. as cash strapped as we are, and we've been uh, as ourselves and, and other Arsenal fans, you know, have been for years 
just banging on about, well, I will, why don't we be smart in the transfer market? Um, but unfortunately, that comes at a cost, and that comes at sometimes selling players that maybe you're not, you don't necessarily want to sell. Mm. But there you go. Exactly. If you could sell, I, I shall miss him. I shall miss him. But um, you know, if it means that he gets regular Premier League minutes somewhere else um, and develops into the the kind of striker that he can be, then so be it. Fair play. I, I, I still think he, we should try and get about twenty five for him. Because of his record, and um, He's the I don't think uh, I don't think anything more than that. Time, but realistic it? in the current mm. climate, but I still think we should try get more than fifteen. Personally, I, mm. I just don't. I, don't, I think don't like twenty. Having, I uh, think twenty is about fair, isn't it? I well, think twenty million Brewster, in the summer. We've got twenty-three Andrew. and a half in the middle of the pandemic. Andrew Brewster, they should be having a fraud squad going on that deal. He was never well, 20. The money, though. You can't he put Brewster against what you might get for Eddie. It's two different things. And also, their negotiation team, Liverpool, they must be some team to get the prices they get for selling players. Yeah, get 20 exactly. million for Eddie, it's a fair price. I'd, I'd, I'd grab your hand and go, thank you very much. Because I don't personally think he's going to make it. I'm sorry. Mm. hope he does. I'm, I'm totally wrong. I don't see well, any. Man, I, I used to like you. I'm joking, mate. I love Nketiah, but um, I think you are probably, you're probably right. He does have, he has limitations. He is a certain type of striker, mm. isn't he? Mm. Um, and I'm not 100% certain that that's going to fit uh, the vision of what Arteta wants to, to mm. do. Um, you know, you want to improve the team. You've got a chance of getting 20 million, and you're thinking, oh, we can't spend 40 million on this guy that might help yeah. the team out a lot that we actually need. Mm. Doesn't yeah. make sense. You've got, you've got to think about, hold on, that's going to cost us 20 million to buy this Norwich player. At worst, if we can buy him, 20 yeah. million. Mm. You know, it's a bit of a balancing act here. And we and you say that we right. have to keep uh, Balogun, and I agree, I'd love to keep him because I think he might have something. Might have something. But if we have to sell him as well, it wouldn't stop me selling Eddie because we've got Lacazette out front at the moment and we get over as well. They can both play centre forward. So it's not as if we've got one goalkeeper like we have at the moment and the panic station's there. I, I want to keep Balogun, but if, if you can't keep Balogun, it would not make me, if I was managing or running the Arsenal, keep Eddie on that basis that, well, we've got no one else. I'd look to what did you say? Did you say? Did you say Lacazette, that geezer that um, three weeks ago everyone was saying we should sell? That bloke. <laughs> we should still sell him. The good thing oh, is he's, he's, he's putting him, his yeah. value up all the time. I, I, he's putting I, I, his I, I, value I mean, up. I think we should have sold him. I was saying that in the summer we should have sold him. But I think his value is We're not going to sell Lacazette, are we? Let's face it. I think so. I think we will. Uh, but not, not, in, not, not in January, no. Them. But in the summer. I, I think we will, I yeah. think in the summer too. Yeah. To be fair, there might be an... A slight chance we might be surprised this month, but I doubt it. Because, uh, you know, um, Costa's left uh, Atletico Madrid. They've always mm. liked him. They need, a, they need a striker. They really do. Desperately. So, uh, no, it's a, I think there's a potential there, personally. Not another Chelsea cast-off. No. <laughs> oh, no, we ain't having Costa. No chance. No, 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 no. no way. Who's um, going to have him? Sorry, he's still too young for us to buy him from Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, too young. 
He's not a low young whippersnapper like that. We're going to sign Frank Lampard and play him in midfield when he gets sacked as <laughs> <to> manager. <laughs> the um, thing is, or, or I'm going to finish on the transfers then because a couple of thing, other things I quickly want to move on and time's pushing on. But next week, I want to do another updated version of Deal or No Deal. Yes. <laughs> and go through our squad and have a bit of an updated game with that. So... Um, if you want to come back on and have a game of deal or no deal, you're welcome next week and make sure you it's tune in for that one me. as well because that's really good. But I'm con- I suppose I'm contractually obliged, don't I? But uh... you are, yeah. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'll sue your ass. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Melvin, Melvin, we've got um, on Saturday the Newcastle FA Cup game. Right. Uh, how do you think that would be best approached with regards to? the squad because uh, would you go full strength for that or would you no, have go full just basically no way. Uh, uh, when I say full strength uh, sorry I mean that like the, the, the same sort of lineup that we've been having the last three games with the with the youngsters Smith Rowe Saka Martinelli I probably, I probably wouldn't Andrew no I, I think we've uh, I'd like to see them uh, con- us concentrate the league love to win the FA Cup we wouldn't I'd like to. We need to concentrate on this league for the time being. What, what he's saying to you, mate, is: Are you going Carling Black Label, Stella, or Special Brew? <laughs> like what? What? You know what? Uh, I, I wouldn't like him to play all three. Play one of the youngsters, but then fill the other gaps in with the Pepe's of this world and things like that. <laughs> I'd even. I'd I mean, even have you been watching my video, Melvin? Have you been watching my <laughs> video? <Yeah. laughs> no. That's what I said in my video, my preview. I, didn't see, I, I clicked on yours today, but I, I didn't listen to it all, in all honesty. But I didn't hear you say that, obviously. But no, that's what I would do. How rude. But we've got to take oh, yeah, it seriously, the FA Cup, but not to the detriment of the league team. But we're the holders. We're the defending champions. Yeah, well. <laughs> that's the case. What, what about... The, the, the central defenders. Where? How would you sort of approach that? And, and, and Louise, I like David Louise in it. David Louise, I'm playing. And Gabriel, he's, right. my video. Um, he's, def- he's definitely watched down. my video. He has. Listen, <laughs> should I say it once? I'll say it again. Straight minds think alike. All right. No, 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 maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. I genuinely what would you look at, right? Yeah. For your your team for Newcastle. Um. I'd, in terms of the back line, I'd keep Leno, keep Leno in goal because when Arsenal's just like, don't, don't stop it. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I think now. Right back. What about I, Cedric at left back? Because he can play left back, can't he? I was going to say, I've got about Ainsley at right back, him at left back, and then keep the, the partnership as it is in the centre. Just for, and then give it 60 minutes or so, bring someone, if you want to bring someone else on, like a Chambers or whatever, so be it. Uh, midfield wise, keep it as it is. Keep it as it was the other night against with Jack, Jack and Tobias. Basically, and part of the basic, apart from the fullbacks, everything as it as it was on on Saturday. Is that what you did? Just, just what? Yeah, we're a cup holders. We need to, We can't really can't do back to back defending champions get knocked out the third round again, like we, like we did in twenty seventeen or twenty. What about um, Pepe and Willock? Uh, you know, 
What about Partey? I wonder how fit he is. Yeah, yeah true. he's true. training, so... Who's He'd at least have a half, couldn't he? <laughs> Partey. Partey, yeah, he's, he's near to full fitness. Uh, it, well, mm. he's near to near to, to game time anyway, isn't he? I'd, yeah. I'd, I wouldn't risk it, just in case, because it was the last time he risked it. Looking look at what happened. So true. I'd leave it, leave it another game. Wait for midweek, see how he is on midweek for the Palace game. With Partey. Yeah. Um, with Pepe, FA Cup, Newcastle, he does well get He has played well against him, to be honest. So... Uh, so we've got best we've got best sack up uh, sack up at some point, so may as well do it for that game actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, th- I definitely want to see Pepe play. I really do. I, you know, I'm having Pepe withdrawal symptoms. What, did, what was you? What did you say, um, Richard, on your channel then? Well, I'll go. I'll go for the team I said in my video because just that because I know Melvin hasn't watched and you're saving the bomber. I'll actually go through my team now. Um, what I said was obviously Leno in goal. Um, I would make four changes in defence. I'd have Cedric right back, David Luiz, and Gabriel if he's fit to play. If not, then uh, maybe Mustafi and then Maitland Niles at left back. I think Tierney needs a rest. Um, in midfield, I'd probably go put El Nenny back in. I wasn't thinking of Thomas Partey. I wasn't assuming he was going to be fit. So I sort of was, was thinking Sabayos and El Nenny, um, but possibly Willock could, could play there. He hasn't he hasn't played for a bit. And then in, in the three behind, I would play Pepe on the right for Saka. I'd play Martinelli on the left. I think, although he, he needed a rest, I think he needs game time as well. So I'd put Martinelli on the left. And then in the number sort of 10 position, again, unfortunately, I can see... Willian starting there. I personally wouldn't do that, but that's what I think <laughs> I'm typically will do, or possibly Willock. And then up front, I think it's going to come down to Inketia or Balogun, probably Inketia, if unless we're going to sell him. Um, and I, that's that's the team that I can see Mikel picking. It's not necessarily a team I would personally always <laughs> pick one or two positions I would change, but I definitely think Saka needs a rest. I think Tierney needs a rest. I think um, Smith Rowe needs a rest. I'm not saying the FA Cup's not important because it's massively important. I think it could be our, our only route back into Europe, actually. So I don't want to, you know, I still think that playing that team is it should be strong enough to beat what's going to be a second string Newcastle, I think. So um, I think that that will be probably a similar team to what we'll end up playing. And I wouldn't mind that too much, if I'm honest. Give some of these players the opportunity to say, look, we've been left out of the team. The team's played well. We need to play better to get back in. So give them the chance. Pepe, for example, has been a big disappointment. Willian as well. Maybe throw them in and say, look, you, you're playing for your place in the team for the rest of the season. So go out there and do the job. And I think that, that could be same with David Luiz at the back as well. He's fighting for his place back now because Holding and and, um, and Mari have put up a good partnership. So um, I, I think it's a message. I think, And with Martinelli in the team as well, I think we've always got a chance of him in the team anyway against anybody. So... He's a get-out-of-jail card if necessary, isn't he? Because he's the one player that can, um, you know, do what we need to do to get through this game. Bear in mind, Newcastle don't score many goals, do they? So we're not going to need to score more than two, are we? Let's be honest. What about playing Aubameyang, though? Because I'd be tempted to do that, to try and no. kick-start his goals, get him back into form. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think at this moment in time, he's been the big actually. And... You, I, I would I would go with Martinelli on the left. And I, I don't think Aubameyang through the middle, if William's going to be in the number 10 position and Pepe on the right, it's pointless playing Aubameyang because he's going to get no service whatsoever. Um, so you, you might be better off playing Balogun there who, who can at least, you know, hold the ball up and create stuff and bring other people into the game. Whereas Aubameyang won't do any of that, will he? So I can't see the, the point of playing Aubameyang up front with the, the, the three behind him 
that are going to be the, probably the three that's going to get selected, or certainly two of them. I just don't think Aubameyang is going to get the opportunities to get the goals that he needs. I think he's better off playing when we've got Smith Rowe, uh, as we saw at the weekend when he had two or three chances, didn't he? That he's not really had lately. And yes, he missed them, but they they'll come if he keeps getting those chances. I think that he'll definitely start scoring again. But I don't think he's going to get the opportunity with the team. It's going to be, you've got to think, bear in mind, this is going to be a team that maybe was playing in the Premier League two weeks ago and we wasn't creating chances. It'll be, it should be good enough to beat Newcastle, but I don't know. Richard, can you honestly think, do you honestly think I the manager's going to pick Balogun, Balogun, sorry, to... to uh, yeah, sent it forward. No, he I, I think he's more, more likely to be in Ketia. He's more likely to be in Ketia, but yeah. I think he's going to go to Wolves and that may be by, by the weekend. If this deal's going a little bit further forward, then it's not oh, worth yeah. playing him, is it? Because he'll be cup tied for a start. So Wolves might say you're not playing him because he's he'll be cup tied. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I think it depends on oh. that. Yeah, I, I think Enketia would probably get the choice if this transfer isn't happening yet or if it isn't going to happen at all. But if, if he's going to be on the move, there'd be no point playing Enketia, would there, if he's going? No, but I still don't think they're playing. I would. Um, I mean, there's, there's no shortage. Yeah, there's no shortage of people for playing. Yeah, there's no shortage of people for the forward spot, is there? I got. Uh, uh, chap. Uh, what at the time? Chappers. What were you going to say? Sorry, I. <laughs> I was just. I was just saying though. Like, there's no shortage of people that can play in that centre forward spot or, or mm. the central striker spot. You know. Um, I would play a Bamiang there. I'd play him on the left. And the kids okay. here in the middle, personally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not Martinelli. You wouldn't play Martinelli. No, I I'd put Martinelli there. I think he, he needs didn't to come back. Wrong, did save he? him for mm. Crystal Palace. Yeah, but he's had his rest, doesn't he? I think he, he's I know, not but played hard enough for him. Yeah. I think he, he, he needs he needs games now. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I would uh, give him some minutes, but I wouldn't play him for the full match. No chance, personally. However, what you could do is play him in, just give him a try on, uh, you know, uh, behind a striker yeah, instead of Willian, Martin Ali. But that, that, I, I don't know, I, I would Martin definitely Ellie. want to play no, a That is an interesting development. Mm, that is yeah. interesting. Uh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Why not? Hmm. I mean, I don't know that that would be his most natural position, but I do know that he's hungry to get into the team. Well, it's, and It's not Willian's either, is it? <laughs> well, no, no. Although th that was very much touted when we got him at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season. Uh, sorry. Um, so, and, and yet yeah, he's, I mean, what, he's, Willian's played there not very many times, maybe two, three times, and it has not worked, has it? Let's face it. And also, Aubameyang just come back from injury himself. I'd, I wouldn't play him. Give him another little bit of a rest. Give him mm. some minutes off the bench, maybe, you know? If things are not going well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are we allowed nine on the bench again? Are we allowed nine? Yeah. Yeah, fake up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Aziz needs to be on the bench then if we've got nine. Stick Aziz on there. And Balogun if he doesn't start. Mm. He's going to Norwich, isn't he? Reese Nelson's going to Norwich, so we get um, <laughs> Wendia. We've already, we've already <laughs> sorted, sorted that out. We've already sorted that out. Try I, and keep yeah, it. I, I better keep up, hadn't I? Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't realise that we'd done the deal already, but yes, now I do. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, we did that deal 20 minutes ago. It's already done. It's done yeah, absolutely. Right. I was just, yeah, I was just turning the bloody dinner off, wasn't I? At that point. Oh, that might have been it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would have a quick hello. Quick hello to Albert, DWTT, uh, Russ. Uh, thanks ever so much for, for tuning in. I think there's um, another... Uh, someone said hello to you, Ryan, uh, Bemsey, I think. Uh, yeah, one of my subs. My channel, yeah. Yeah, so thanks ever so much for everyone for watching. Please hit, give us uh, a like, which would be really appreciated. Um, I just want to say one one other thing as well. One thing that Mark uh, mentioned in the chat earlier as well was, um, oh God, what's his name? The the player from we've been linked to from Brighton, the midfielder. Basuma. Out my head. Basuma. 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 Thank you. Yes, Basuma. I wonder how much it would take to get him, because I I really am interested in him. Actually, mm. saying that, I I I think um, also the Douglas Louise is is a really really good player that I'm interested in. Yeah, uh, from Villa as well. You're not gonna I get think him. he'd be more expensive, but I yeah, I, I really like him. I would. He's a terrific player. I would love to see him alongside Thomas Party. McGinn as well. I'd love to Jacker, see him alongside Thomas Party. The upgrade on Jacker. He's got everything for that kid. Terrific player. Who ain't going to get him? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's yes. the spirit, Melvin. Absolutely. Yes. No, being realistic. <laughs> he worked with Arteta, didn't yeah. he? Man City. He, he did work under Arteta at Man City. So Douglas Luiz, I think there's there's a there's a chance. Yeah. There is a link there. There is what a chance. Well, yeah, that's that's the stumbling block. We we can we can give give them half our team. We've already given them our goalkeeper. Let's just give them three or four more. <laughs> we can give them Galasaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah, well, give them Galasaurus. Yeah. Well, you know, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, what about, I mean, potentially, and I mean, this is ridiculous. What about if we gave them a nice wad of cash plus Granite Jacker? It's not insane. Mm. It's not insane. No, it's not. Yeah, but they probably they probably watch football. The uh, Aston Villa people would get away with it. (laughs) I don't think so. I think we'd be all right. But no, I mean, it's just an idea. I I think if we could get someone like him or or Bisuma alongside Partey, what I was going to say as well, because it just made me think. What uh, Chappers just said about Miguel Aziz. Uh, mm. I want Miguel Aziz to come in and be behind Partey and A another next season. I want him to be part of the first team squad. How old is he? To is he start 19? Integrating him. 19. Oh, 19 yeah. 18, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I haven't 19, seen a hard anything in his kid. I think there's something about him. I don't know what it is. Oh, so it's good. Just, I think when he gets so the, good. When he receives the ball. He's got no one around him, which is class shows a class player. He's got that thing of getting into the right position. I mean, as I say, seen very little of him, but what I've seen, I really like. He has all I've got to say. He's got excellent hair. The sooner, excellent hair. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. very very. Somebody very gets integrated hair. next season. I'm not saying he's going to, you know, I want him starting next season. He's 18 actually. He's only 18. Really? First choice reserve wow. behind Thomas Partey and and one other. That'd be ideal for me. I'd love to see that because yeah. 
We need to take advantage of these kids because we've got so many great academy kids at the moment, but there's a few that are special. Obviously, Smith-Throw, clearly. Uh, Saka, we've obviously already integrated. And he's another one that I really like to have more of a look at because I've only seen him play about six or, six or seven full matches from you know the full 90, but I've, I've been really impressed with him every time, if I'm really honest. So I'd like to see more of him. And he has been making the the full training, you know, with the first team training. He's been on the bench a few times. Also, as well, I I believe, I believe, and I don't know if this is a fact. Someone can maybe check it. I believe he's the only Arsenal player that's played in the first team that hasn't got their own Wikipedia page. I'll be back in a second. Hold on. One second. That's an that's absolutely staggering fact, that is. I mean, I can't believe I didn't know that, to be perfectly honest. Well, exactly. I mean, it, I, I've, I'm just assuming that's what, that... That's why Rich is can. here, mate. That's why Rich is here. Because Balogun's got one. <laughs> Balogun's got one, but um, but Aziz hasn't. I mean, I'm sure he's the only one who's played in the Arsenal first team that hasn't got their own Wikipedia page, which I what find... About Tyrese John Jules? What about Tyrese John-Jules? What about Tyrese-John-Jules? Has he got one? Ah. Oh. Now, there's a shout. How many first team games has <laughs> he played? He's played a few, actually, Maybe hasn't he? one or two. And he's played uh, yeah. one Europa League game, hasn't he? Oh, two nil. So he's City. on Wikipedia. Tyrese John Jules is on Wikipedia, guys. He's okay. on there. <laughs> yeah, he, he's safe. He's safe. He's all right. We've got him. Richard, uh, doing the hard work so you, you don't. You don't <laughs> right. I'm going to move on then because I know that um, some of you guys have, have, have got to shoot off soon. So I'll, I wanted to finish off really, but just with a, a final sort of chat about the manager, Mikel Arteta, and your thoughts. Because obviously, not too long ago, you know, you you all hated him and you all wanted him sacked, didn't you? I mean, but I was I was standing for no. Michael Arteta. I've never said those no. words. I'm, j- I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I I mean, I, I was I would have been devastated if we'd lost him because I, I've been so fervently behind him. But I there's, there's still a bit of a tinge for me. Um, hmm. I'm not I'm fully behind the guy, uh, but. I there's a little bit of a tinge with regards to how can I put it um, man man management the way he's been handling a few things and which have, just give me a little bit of a, a little bit of doubt but how how's your sort of uh, half season you know thoughts on on, on Mikel Arteta. Uh, I'll start with you, Melvin. I mean, well, obviously, we had him for some summer last season, and now it's, this is uh, halfway through his first season, nearly. What's your sort of uh, thoughts on on Mikel Arteta? Like I mentioned on Richard's channel the other day, man management, the way he's done with the Louise when he should have taken him straight off, bringing Martinelli straight back after his comeback after forty-five minutes, like a horrible kick to the leg. And he was limping the kid and he brought him straight on for a minute or two, which I couldn't believe, having had the half-time to assess everything. Mm. And who was the other one? That he, uh, he David Louise, after he... Oh, David Louise, David Arsenelli, and there was one other one. Partey. Pepe. Partey. 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 Thank you, Partey. Partey Those yeah. three were like, you know, that's the man management part of it. Also, mm. listen, I had my doubts. I really was happy with... Uh, 
with the manager um, for a long time, thought, think this is all, this is absolutely wonderful. And then all of a sudden this season, as you know, things were happening. And I thought that he was being a bit stubborn on a few things. And like I said before, you, it's all right being stubborn if you're, you're right. And he wasn't right. He was proven not to be right. And luckily, by hook or by crook, the team changed and he's got the formula right. And good luck to him. If it is by luck, don't care. He's got it right. So, you know, sometimes I'd rather be lucky than clever. And I think that One might thing, be the real thing. Uh, with regards to, like, the COVID... Um, you know, play, losing players to COVID and, and stuff like that. And yeah, I suppose you could say in a way that it, his hand was forced to play Smith Rowe, blah, blah, blah. But what, he, he wasn't forced to play Saka on the right-hand side and, and play things the way that he did. And I think he deserves a little bit of credit for that. And I think no, he deserves listen, a I'm lot of credit. I'm happy with him, Andrew. No, 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 no. No, 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 no I know. No. I know, absolutely. But when I'm, you talk I'm, about Saka on the right-hand side, I think that is much as a plus for this team it's than having Smith Rowe in the team. Because we because teams that want to defend against us only had to block us on the left hand side. Right? Mm. And you and you mm. actually you're making it very crowded there with the likes of Saka and Bamiyang and Tierney. Right? Mm. They're three very, very good players, but it got a little bit crowded. When you put Saka onto the other side, you're not taking, in my opinion, too much away from that left hand side and it opens up the game for us beautifully. And 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 he's and he's not quite, but he's nearly kind of. He's one and a half foot, isn't he? He don't mind right mm. using his right foot. He's not shy if he has to. His, his right foot. I'll tell you that. His right foot's better than Pepe's left foot. Saka. <laughs> probably yes. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. He's not bad, is he? He's he's made a few goals and he scored one with his right foot. You know? He's been brilliant, absolutely. I mean, I think it is because he's played in on the right hand side a few times before, but he's never been. As effective as he has been the last three games, it's been a revelation, Absolutely. and Absolutely. it's totally given us another dimension to our attack. But like you said, Melvin, so we're not, you know, it's not easy to predict what we're going to do anymore. You can't shut down Arsenal by shutting down our left hand side. So, yeah, it's been it's been really, really good. I mean, yep. Ryan, uh, I mean, there's, there's a there's a few things. I mean, like I said earlier about the way he's handled a few situations, but. You know, I don't think we can um, fault, you know, the, the, the coaching that he's been giving us because of the way he's come through that horrendous, horrendous run we had. Mm. And um, I don't think for one second he lost the the dressing room because, um, I mean, Kieran Tierney, again, when uh, when his uh, interviews he's been doing, since he's got nothing to do with the manager. You know, we, we've been told a thousand times what to do. And we've not been doing it, and it's down to us to turn this around. And he seems to have the support of the the, the players, and the, the way he's turned it around is is it's nothing short of brilliant. I mean, the last three games, and hopefully it'll continue. Touchwood. I mean, what's your sort of thoughts on him halfway through this season? Pretty much similar to Melvin, that in the sense of it, the man management side of things, as we as Melvin touched on with the players are in. That should have been coming off straight away, didn't come off. I mean, literally, the one I really do touch on was the Partey one in the sense of because that's the first one it sort of first time it happened. The players literally can't run, he's having to hop off to get to get the attention that he needed. And I t- turns around, sees he's hopping off and bollocks him and insists he runs back on that pitch. And he's in that, again, turning around, hopping, and he's hopping on one leg. It's literally, 
only then to do like 30 seconds later when the goal's in the net, take him <sighs> off for the bios. To be fair, though, I think he was a bit shocked. And if, and I, I think, think he should have just, just sat on the pitch, though, shouldn't he, to stop the game. That's the thing. Then, but well, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean... No, and also a week, about a week later, we, had, we, had, we played Wolves at home, and he had the David Luiz Jimenez situation, which in any other game, both players come off, not just the one. Especially when one's, the one that had come off had to go off, had to have surgery because he'd cut his skull. So that's sort of in the alarm bells to get David Luiz off. We, we don't know if we didn't have a centre back on the on the bench anyway, but it was like again stubbornness and why is it not just stubbornness, but what again inexperience. But at the same time, I have to ask why his experienced assistants like Steve Round or his medical team going, no, Mikel, he has to come off. It's not safe. So there's 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 there's, there's Moments where he's got to take some responsibility, there's some, but so so the rest of his backroom staff have to take their responsibility as well in that in that instance. But it, it also, yeah, it's fantastic. Obviously, it, it's fallen. It, whatever way we look at it, it's, it's, the form, the winning formula has fallen on his lap, and instead of instead of falling back and going, can I no, um, just just interrupt one second, Ryan? Sorry. Mm. Chappers, I know that you've got to uh, go, so we're just going to say Tara yeah. to you. Yes, Tara, uh, well, really, yeah, lovely to see you guys. Always a pleasure, always a pleasure. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, just I, you know what? I just want to add one little point to that. Um, uh, in to your question, what well, you guys have been talking about man management and stuff, and actually, the one thing I think that Arteta has real difficulty managing at the moment is egos. Um, mm. He, uh, I think he's a man with a particularly large ego himself, and I think that that is probably clouding his judgment of how to how to sensitively uh, manage manage the egos of yeah of players like Pepe mm. or players like Shaka, for example, who have or Willian is another example, Louise, uh, and I think actually that's probably going to continue and Herzl, of course mm. i think that's going to continue to be his his biggest struggle uh being a manager of a high profile team and having to having to keep everyone happy um at, at, while at the same time getting the getting the results that he wants anyway on that note i'll leave you lovely to see you chaps yes and, well. uh, See you for Deal or No Deal next week. Can't wait, mate. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll speak to you soon, pal. Thank you. Take care. Right. Sorry about that, Ryan. Um, I don't know if you remember where you got to, but um, no, but sorry, yeah, he had yeah, to go. Yeah, that's fine. No worries. So basically, what I was saying is, hook up wire, no matter what way we look at it, I thought I wouldn't formula fill into his or fell into his lap on Boxing Day. And what a positive I take from it, he, has, he hasn't reverted back to type when players have come back that he, he used mm. to put in no matter what, the winning hands and all that. He's kept them on the bench or, yeah, he did bring them on, but there's a bit of a concern, but there's another matter. But from the start, that start of the itself, he's sticking to what's working at the moment. And it's like the, old, the saying goes, if it, ain't, if it ain't broken, why fix it? Mm. I mean, exactly, Smith... Yeah. Smith, Saka, Martinelli, 
are thriving and Lacazette's thriving off for them players, saying because obviously he's not having to come so far to collect the ball himself. They're breaking the lines and this that, and the other. I mean, that, Smith Rowe, I know you yourself. We all we all have a joke off air and all that, about how you're ordering and all that. But that run off the ball for that second goal. It's I mean, elite. wow! Is it the touch? The touch that he took um, from the about um, the Lacazette pass as well. Mm. Lacazette pretty much wellied that ball mm. within a short distance, and he touched. He just brought it down. As if it was absolutely nothing as well, and controlled it superbly with his left. Foot. I mean, he's elite in that in that respect, and mm. I just think that uh, he's done it. Of course, that's the other thing I wanted to 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 talk about just very briefly. I don't know whether you, any of you guys saw the the tweet that I put out at work yesterday. Um, I just had to tweet. So literally, couldn't use my phone at work, but. Um, I found I found out something yesterday about William Saliba, and basically, uh, I'm not I can't say who it is, but this someone that's really well respected in the Arsenal sort of community, who's got inside knowledge of the club, said the reason William Saliba wasn't registered to play for Arsenal in the Europa League was purely down to a an abs- just not getting him registered due to an error. And I, I literally, my mouth hit the floor. And it's not the sort of thing this guy would just come out with. And I just couldn't believe that we could be so... Not, not only did we not get the, the paperwork sorted for a loan mm. to go for him to go back, but if that is actually true, that we also didn't register him for the Europa League because it was an, another, another admin error, then that is just absolutely... I don't even know. I haven't got the words. Like I mean, it's just, it's like not acceptable. No, it's not, not acceptable, acceptable under any circumstances. And people need to get sacked. Yeah, sack, the sackable. Any, any other walk off, that's a sackable offence. Back to back admin. I, I mean, and the, basically, that that has come out. I mean, I have to say allegedly and all that sort of stuff. Mm, you know, yourself. But yeah. this is a this is a decent guy that that you can respect. Well respected guy that's given that information and. If that is seriously, if that's the case, not only one mistake but two. No wonder William Saliba is 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 absolutely fuming and saying, he's, he's, mm. "Thank God he's got Getting out of the place." Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I honestly beg his belief. Now, I really hate that situation, and mm. I mean, our loan manager so far has got an awful lot to answer for because a lot of people are always, always, always going after Willock. And and Enketia, to be fair, and Maurice Nelson said not good enough, mm. not good enough. I think we, we are in lots of cases going after the wrong people there because I, I don't think a lot of it can be put down to them because they Willock, I mean, should have been out on loan for mm. the last couple of seasons, and he hasn't been. So what's a loan manager been doing with him? Same with Reese Nelson, he, his loan didn't work out, but he should have had another season on loan somewhere else. And same with Nketiah, and it's all right making all these clubs like Leeds come and do a big presentation about what they're going to do with Eddie Nketiah, but it didn't work, did it? I mean, no. And to not get that paperwork done, it's just—I mean, what what is this guy actually been doing? I mean, how many players have we got out on loan? It's not exactly loads, is it? No. So, he had one job. I just—I'm really concerned about that aspect. 
I mean, well, I, I, think, I think, and I just think, I just think go what you've you got to bear in mind is Arteta had no interest in playing. Sorry, um, go on, Rich. Did he? Hmm. I, he had no interest in playing him at all. So I don't think whether or not it was an admin error or not, maybe it might have been, it might not have been. But even if it was, I still don't think Arteta was going to play Saliba. He had no intention of playing him. And he sent him out on loan now the rest of this season because he's got no intention of bringing him back into the squad in the second half of the season. So I don't think that's ultimately why he's not played. I think he's not played because Arteta doesn't fancy him for whatever reason. Doesn't think he's ready or doesn't think he's good enough or doesn't rate him, whatever it is. And I think that's that's the main issue. Whether or not he, it, it was an admin error or not, maybe there was. Yeah, possibly. But I still don't think he would have played regardless. I still don't think he would have got picked because I don't think I, Arteta could have picked him in the Premier League squad and he didn't. He admitted, though, at the latter stages of the uh, Europa League group stage, that he'd made that error. He'd made not. He came out and virtually said he made that mistake because he he would have. I think he would have played him against the teams like Dundalk. I really do, genuinely. And he, I can't remember the wording. I don't know whether you, one of you guys can. After one of the oh, matches, yeah. or, or before yeah, one of the matches, yeah, he I, said I that, that I wish yeah. I wish we could have. But you know, but we can't. He's not in the squad. Blah blah blah. I can't remember the actual the the wording he said, but I'm sure. But was he not saying that? I think, I think there's a few things that Arteta said in press conferences, certainly over the last few months mm. when things were going wrong. That was almost like he he was saying I'm responsible. So he was saying he was responsible for Meza Özil not playing. He was responsible for Saliba not yeah. playing. He's responsible for everything, and he keeps coming out in the press and saying it's he, he's responsible. He's responsible. And what he's doing for me is covering up for other people, whether that's the players, whether it's people behind the scenes, he's basically saying, I'm the manager, I'm to blame, so blame me, right? Which is which is very commendable, and that's 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 mm. a great showing great leadership, possibly you could say, but it's ultimately covering up the real reasons why these things have happened. Now in certain incidents, I think you do have to blame Arteta. I think Arteta needs to take the blame for certain things. I think there's other things that maybe the 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 Urzel one being the main one that he maybe doesn't need to take responsibility for, but he's taking responsibility for it. So what that means is now we don't know what he's really responsible for and what he isn't, because he's basically saying he's responsible for everything when clearly he's not. So I, I put with Saliba, I don't think he was going to pick Saliba. And I think that he maybe said he did in that press conference because he was under a bit of pressure to have, why haven't you played him? Why haven't you played him? So he basically, he had to say something. And I think that that was the best thing to say at the time. And that was fair enough. Mm. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that's 100% what I believe to be the 100% true. I think he had the opportunity to put him in the Premier League squad. He didn't. He had an opportunity to put him in the Europa League squad and didn't. And now mm. he sent him out on loan to France because he doesn't want him in the squad. And unfortunately, Probably because he... That. They're embarrassed about their mistake. They will not come clean about that mistake, according to that uh, the, Maybe. You know, the person that said that the information. Mm. They, and they will not. They will never agree, um, come out with that because it will make them look amateurish. It mm. makes them look like a Sunday mm. league team not registering a player in time. No, no, it does. If, if that's happening, that, that's not acceptable, as you said. But so, I, I, I don't think it would have but I don't think that would have decided whether Saliba played or not, because I don't think he would have played anyway, even if he was registered. Because I don't. I think do think he'd played. Better. I think he would have played in in at least half of the Europa League games. Personally, I really do. I just, I, I just hope. I mean, I really hope that it is it is all a load of bollocks. Because I don't want to think of Arsenal like that. I don't want to think Arsenal were that bad, that amateurish, no. that we could have absolutely messed up. 
uh, this young kid's career for six months, set him back six months, mm. and made him, you know, think of Arsenal that way. Think, what the hell have I joined here? You know, yeah. what is this, some kind of tin pot cup club? I, I yeah. can't bear the thought of that, because Arsenal, you know, we should... We should be the last club anyone would ever think of that would make mistakes like that. We, hmm. The way that we run. We don't know what's going on. We honestly, we don't, don't know what's going on. It could I be think a, it's... Think exactly, I know. But I, I, just, I dread that thought. Well, I don't know. We don't know what's going on, to be honest. We know, that, we, know that, we know for a fact that it's been admitted that the paperwork wasn't done on time for the loan. Yeah, but why so is that? Because that could have been another reason. Man United with De Gea, they, their paperwork went dodgy with the Real Madrid deal. Yeah, fax, yeah fax machine, yeah, in Madrid. Funny old game that happened, wasn't it? It's, it, it's because we got rid of Real halfway through the summer transfer window and put everything was just landed up on Edu and Arteta's lap and they just did, did, they I couldn't think they knew what they were thing, doing. Because yeah. there's no one else there. There's no one yeah. else there. Maybe, maybe there's been a few... Um, uh, cock-ups along the way, possibly. A lot, I think there probably has been, but I still personally don't believe he would have played regardless of that. I honestly don't. Because Arteta has made it, seems to have made it quite clear, and what with him going out on loan now, I think he's made it quite clear that he wasn't a player that he had trust in to play at this moment in time. I'm not saying he won't in the future. He, he feels as though he needs more game time elsewhere because he said that, didn't he? The season was cut short in France last year, so he didn't play much on his loan. And then he's come back. He had a few issues and obviously he wasn't quite ready to play for us at the start of the season. And yes, they should have got him out on loan then and they didn't. Um, and I think that was always the plan to get him on loan. I don't think he would have played. I don't think Arteta thinks he's ready to play. Um, and whether he's right or wrong, we're I never going to know. Didn't, we've not uh, seen him. But anyway, I've got this horrible feeling that at some point during these next six months alone, it, you know, we'll get all these stories in the press saying he doesn't want to come back to Arsenal in, in the summer. And can, oh, yeah. I, mean, oh, I, I, I really I dread that because I, if we did, if, if I would, I'd be so, so annoyed without him having a single chance to kick a ball for us because you, I, you know, yeah. He, be a Clive Allen situation, won't it? It'd be a similar Clive Allen situation. Yeah. <laughs> be horrible, wouldn't it? It would. It would be horrible. Well, I mean, because... It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make sense. But having said that, no. obviously, he was bought under a previous regime, wasn't he? At a different time when the club were doing things in a different way. But so and... was Kieran Tierney. At least he plays. Well, yeah, weekend. but Kieran Tierney is a different, a, a different level of player, isn't he? Well, he was we a different... don't know, do we? Because we haven't seen the. Other well, no, I suppose not. But you know, I, I don't know. Kieran Tierney is a bit more experienced, a little bit older. He's played at. A, um, well, I don't know if it's a higher level, but he played in the Champions League and this, that, and the other. And you could see what a, a oh, prospect yeah. he was going to be. But I, I, I don't know. The, the summit's obviously not it's right. Sad. With all that. Well, he doesn't know the whole story. We do not know the whole story. No, yeah. we don't. Yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there, really, because we've been going about an hour and a half. But I've really enjoyed that. It's good to be back. And mm. I uh, want to thank you, Freak, and obviously Chappers, um, who left earlier. I mean, Melvin, uh, the only at Melvin, the only way is Arsenal Marks on Twitter. Is that right? Saving you a job, correct? Reading it out, correct? Because you're so far you're away, you can't read it on the screen. <laughs> you'll find me at you three. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. And you're well, 
we all love having you on, Melbourne. You know that. Oh, well, welcome anytime. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thanks, every each week. and every one of you. Thank you. Same goes for all of you, obviously. And Ryan, uh, at Mr. Arsenal podcast, at Mr. Arsenal 89 mm. on Twitter. Is that right? Thank you yeah, so right, much. Yeah. No, welcome. Once thanks again. for having me on. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And uh, Richard, at, Go- at Guna Rich B on Twitter. And the over and over and over again podcast on YouTube. Yeah, that's correct. So he, he knows them all, doesn't he? He's, he's got them. He's got them well remembered. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, please go and uh, subscribe to Ryan and Richard's channels. They are excellent. And uh, if you if you don't do so already, please everyone give us a like before you leave tonight, and tell your friends about us as well. Because uh, yeah, we're back and we're staying back now. So it's been a pleasure. Thanks ever so much again. And uh, next week, as I said earlier, it's going to be another deal or no deal. The squad special update. Uh, that'll be good fun. It was really good fun last time. Mm. So uh, we'll have another go at that. So look forward to seeing you then. Yeah. Last thing to say. What should we say? Uh, Come on, you got it. Come on, you got it. Come on, you got it. Hello, hello. Andrew is back. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs>